This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 248. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am so incredibly grateful that you are here. I am flying solo today. I have a solo podcast episode for you all about the inner critic versus intuition, which is a question I get pretty regularly over the last several years uh, doing this work specifically on the inner critic. And today's question is brought to you by the letter C. And I say that because <laughs> it's actually brought to you by someone who is one of our lovely Patreon members. So one of the perks of being a patron, y'all, a YKAL patron, is that you can, well, there's several perks. One of them is that you can suggest podcast topics. So is there a particular expert you know out there that you want me to interview? Maybe you listen to their podcast and I don't know who they are. You can suggest it over there on the podcast or sorry, on the Patreon feed. Is there a specific topic that you want me to riff on? over there, you know, tell me on the Patreon feed. And also if you want your specific personal development questions answered, that is also something that is a perk for patrons. There's others too, including that I do a monthly ask me anything calls. Last month, we had a lovely woman who was asking about a specific situation in her life and there was awkwardness and do I have to have this hard conversation or can I just avoid it? How do I avoid this uncomfortableness? So I answered her question specifically. The month before that, there was somebody who was starting her own coaching business. So she wanted advice on that. And P.S. I don't do, I so very, very rarely do consulting for brand new coaches that are starting out in this business. So if you want any specific answers from me and how I have built this empire, then that is the place to do it. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L. And it is basically a way for the show to be supported. So this question today comes from Karina, and that's why it comes to you from the letter C. I was trying to be funny. I have no idea if it was funny or not. But also, I wanted to tell you something exciting that's coming up. Uh, as you might know, I had two retreats this year, two Daring Way retreats in 2018. Had one in August, and we actually have one coming up this very last weekend of September. And I have officially booked the same spot in Asheville, the same beautiful set of cabins in Asheville, North Carolina, for May of 2019 to do another Daring Way retreat. I'm really excited about this one because I'm switching it up a little bit. I you know, got some feedback from the retreat that I had in August and just really thought about, okay, what's missing? What do I want to change? What do I want to make better? And that's what we're doing for spring of 2019. There are only going to be 10 spots available. And the very first retreat sold out in two hours, y'all. So I have no idea how it's going to go for this one. I will open up registration at noon Eastern time on October 8th 
first to the people who have signed up to be notified very first of this particular retreat. So head on over to yourkickasslife.com slash retreat. This does not obligate you in any way to sign up for one of those spots. All it means is that you will be first to get that email noon Eastern time on October 8th. And again, those people are going to be the first to uh, be notified. I'll send out a couple of emails to them and then it opens up to everybody else. And then I'll be um, talking about it on this podcast. So again, if you want to be notified first of that retreat coming up, yourkickasslife.com slash retreat. All right. All right. All right. So Karina specifically asked, she said, I would love to hear about how to tell the difference between the internal voice that is authentic and courageous, AKA the intuition versus the voice that is fearful and holding you back or is reactionary, AKA the inner critic. For example, are you leaving a situation because it's good for you or are you in flight mode. And I wrote briefly about this in my very first book, uh, 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, which seems like ages and ages and ages ago. And I actually wrote a blog post about this. And I, when she asked that question, I'm like, oh, I wrote a blog post about this and realized that it was in 2011 that I wrote that particular post. So I dug it up, updated it, and it is actually back on my website if you would feel so inclined to share the blog post. I don't know. Do people share podcast episodes on social media? I don't think that that happens all that often, but perhaps I'm wrong. But anyway, this is also in blog post form if you wanted to go over and read it and share it. It's in the show notes. First and foremost, this is, you know, for the sake of total transparency, this particular topic is one tricky motherfucker. To be honest, it's still something I sometimes am challenged by in my own life. And what I mean by that is sometimes I can't totally tell for sure that it is my intuition or it is my inner critic. So when I'm in that place, for me personally, it's best to talk it out with a trusted friend or maybe a couple of friends. Sometimes processing externally can be helpful for you to be able to decipher. Also, what can be helpful is journaling. It can really support the entire process. And for many people, journaling feels like a more internal process than external. Whereas, you know, talking it out with somebody can feel like you're processing it externally. Second, I do believe that there are going to be times where you just don't know, where you just don't know for sure if it's your intuition speaking or it's your inner critic slash fear. In those instances, you'll need to just make a decision and see what happens. The more intentionally you work on paying attention to your intuition, so those are practices like meditation, stillness, being in nature, journaling, yoga, although it might not seem that you are directly working on your intuition. When you are doing things in your life that practice stillness, please believe me that you are in fact working on your intuition. So the more intentionally you work on that, the more in tune you'll be with your intuition on a more regular basis and the more clear it will become. But until then, I mean, sometimes you just 
got to make a choice. I remember specifically there's been times in my life where I've talked it out with a friend, I've journaled on it, and of course also agonized internally over it. You know, am I, am I making this decision out of fear or am I making this decision out of really listening to my intuition? And I just didn't know. Sometimes you got to just jump and see what happens on the other side and then pay attention to that and kind of work backwards. So in no particular order, here are some ways to decipher if it is your inner critic and fear speaking to you or it is your intuition. All right. First one, your inner critic doesn't like change, but if it's good for you, your intuition will encourage it. And keep in mind throughout me talking about this, I'm going to use the terms gremlin and inner critic interchangeably. All right. So gremlins like to keep you exactly where you are, even if you're not in a great place. So for instance, if you hate your job and it seems like a no brainer that you would want to leave, right? So you daydream about your dream job, doing that thing you've always wanted And your gremlin pops up and says, there's just no way. What if it doesn't work? It likely won't work. It's too risky. No, 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 no. So you listen to your inner critic and the days drag on in the grips of this sucky, soul-sucking job. Your intuition is the voice and vision that is steering your daydreams. Your intuition is the voice of your soul and that voice wants you to be happy or else it wouldn't give you all those dreams in the first place. Trusting your dreams is trusting your intuition. Practice adding on to these daydreams visions and visualize yourself, visions of you actually bridging the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. What steps are necessary for you to leave that sucky job and get your dream job. Scary? Yes. Your gremlin will tell you so probably over and over again. Notice it, keep dreaming, and taking action. Next up, your gremlin voice comes from your head, but your intuitional voice comes from your heart. It comes from your soul. It comes from your spirit. In my humble opinion, most of us live probably about 99% of the time in our heads. And I'm making quite a generalization there. I think there are some people probably listening to this podcast who do a lot of practicing, you know, somatic work and practice a lot of meditation on the regular. And you have learned to not always live inside of your head. But I think that A lot of my community is, you know, these smart go-getting women who have mastered the art of staying in your head most of the time. Again, raises hand. It takes practice and slowing down, which is something personally I have really struggled with. It takes practice and slowing down to listen to our hearts. It takes practice and slowing down to soften into that space. And it takes practice and slowing down to trust and surrender to it. Oftentimes, I ask clients a big pondering question during a coaching session, and they'll respond quickly without any hesitation. And sometimes that answer will surprise them or um, also if when it comes out of their mouth, they might backpedal on what they just said. For instance, 
say I asked you if you can do anything, you know, someone who's stressed out, who has said, you know, I feel just burned out um, with my job and with my life. And if I asked that woman, if you could do anything for the next month, like I gave you a month off, what would it be? And this particular client responds with, I'd get on a plane, go to an animal sanctuary that I follow on Instagram, and I would volunteer there for the whole month. But there's no way I could actually do that. I know immediately that that initial answer came from their heart. And then the excuse that followed right after that came from their head. So in other words, the first response that came from their heart is from their intuition, from their soul, and the excuse, you know, the follow-up came from their head. And I might respond with, well, if you answered that question just from your heart instead of your head, what would your answer be? And sometimes I'll respond with something to the effect of, huh, let me sit with that for a minute. And it's not something I think that we're asked very often. And I think for many of you listening, it might be a matter of, you know, your response might be, I have no idea. I have no idea what my heart wants. It's so kind of convoluted in there. It just is something that you can't even decipher at all. And it might make you panic a little bit and give you some anxiety because getting out of your own way requires you to get out of your head. And trust me, we like to live there. So how in the world do we do this? How in the world do we get out of our own head and get out of our own way? And it's, as I've been saying over the last couple of minutes, it's about slowing down and simply ask, what does my heart say about this? Be patient for the answer. I think this can be a really great question to meditate on. You can write it down before you do a meditation. Light a candle, write down, what does my heart say about this decision that I need to make? Or maybe, what does my heart say, what does my heart want about the next phase of my life? The answer might not come to you immediately. I kind of feel like more often than not, do the heavens open up and the answer is plopped into our laps? And I know that that's sort of what we expect. That's what I expect. That's what I want to have happen. (laughs) But it really is one of those things where here's what I've noticed. I have noticed that when I really commit to some kind of practice like this, it is like taking walks outside in the grass with no shoes on, you know, obviously weather permitting. It is doing some kind of intentional practice of slowing down, the answers, I would say most of the time, don't come during those episodes. You know, when I'm taking a walk and it's like, oh, here comes the answer. No, it's more like I'll do these things and then I kind of get frustrated and I'm like, oh, it's like just such a waste of time. Or maybe I am actually really enjoying it. And, but the, you know, it just kind of is silence. And then I'll be in the shower or I'll be driving on the freeway or I'll be unloading the dishwasher. And all of a sudden I get this answer or I get this download or I get this idea. And it's like, that's it. That's what it is like. That's how the answers and the intuition comes and speaks to you. All right. Two more. Another way to kind of decipher between your intuition or your gremlin. Gremlin voices tell you things out of fear. Intuition comes from your soul 
wanting you to be happy. Fear is your inner critic's middle name. Its motives, which are keeping you from change, are based on, yeah, you guessed it, are based on fear. It's afraid of change. Your inner critic is afraid of change, afraid of failure, afraid of looking like a you fill in the blank, afraid of everything, afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone, et cetera, et cetera. Intuition, on the other hand, wants you to be happy. It's rooting for you, cheering for you, encouraging you, supporting you, even if you can't hear it right now in this present time. If you take everything you hear that's inside of you that is fear-based, and notice and become aware that that is your inner critic, you'll begin to filter it out. This is much of the work that I do. That is what Kick Your Gremlins Ass program is all about. This may be the first step that you need to take is just noticing what is happening so that you can become aware very quickly that that is your inner critic, that that is fear-based. It's a big leap to think that you can sit down and just decipher the two easy peasy one, two, three. It takes practice. It takes awareness first. So first it takes awareness, then it takes practice, and then it takes more practice. Some people actually feel their intuition physically, whether it's hair standing up on the back of their necks, a feeling in their stomach or goosebumps. I have some people have told me that they feel it in their solar plexus. These are people who have done at least some work in being still and getting to know their body and how their body works physiologically to different situations, whether it's their intuition speaking to them or it's different emotions, et cetera, et cetera. You can, I promise you, you can get there too. It takes practice. And the last kind of tip, I guess I could call it, on how to practice deciphering between your intuition and your inner critic is that gremlins generally, and I I would even venture to say usually, gremlins usually aren't very nice at all. Some of them are like straight up and down assholes. Intuition is soft and squishy. Some people's gremlins are full-on bullies, plain and simple. That's why it's also known as negative self-talk. But you might not even notice because you're not only so used to hearing it, but that voice has become your truth. It is the thing that fuels our negative core beliefs and they run deep. That's actually another topic that one of our patrons has suggested on core beliefs that I'm going to talk about in, um, I don't know, maybe a month or so. But your inner critic can say things ranging from mean or disempowering, things about the way you look or how you act, making comments about the things that you dream and hope for, making comparisons with other people. And, you know, I always tell people, think for a moment if your inner critic were a real live person, would you put up with that? My guess is no. My hope is hell no, that you'd be like setting boundaries and having talks with that person about how they cannot speak to you that way. Intuition, on the other hand, has been with you from the time you were born and has never had a bad word to say about you or to you. 
Your intuition protects you from dangerous situations as well as dangerous people. I remember, oh my gosh, I think one of the things when I ask people the question, tell me about a situation where your intuition has spoken to you and you didn't listen and things ended up like mildly terrible. And I would say nine times out of 10, people tell me about a relationship. They tell me about either a friendship, but typically it's about a romantic relationship that they had where their intuition was telling them, this isn't good. You should probably get out. Time to walk away. And they didn't. Raise his hand over here. This has happened to me, I think probably several times if I really sat down and thought about all of my romantic relationships, but specifically two relationships my... um my ex-husband and the relationship I was in right after that, where it was Mr. Fake Cancer. On the first date with that one, my intuition was like, something isn't right about this. This seems too good to be true. Almost like he's trying too hard or is that it? And then I poo-pooed it. No, it's just, it's, it's fine. You know, making excuses for that person. My intuition told me when I was 19 years old, I had been dating my boyfriend for two years. Then my intuition was like, I think it's time. Like, I think we've, I think we're done here. Like time to move on. But I was like, no, you know, I think I'm going to stay. I think I'm going to stick it out. Made excuses for him over and over and over. I, continued to do that for another, I don't know, 11 plus years. My intuition told me not to marry him. I did it anyway. (laughs) Here's the one thing I will say was a win for me in that situation. My intuition told me to not get pregnant by him. And I was at a point, you know, I was 30. I wanted a baby so bad. And I was like, no, I think, I think I'm not, I think I'm not going to do it. I think I'm not going to get pregnant. And I didn't. And I think it was like the one lucky thing, like the one lucky break about that whole situation was that I was able to walk away free and clear. But I mean, how many of you are raising your hand over there? Like have been in that situation where your intuition is telling you something and you don't do it. And then it kind of explodes in your face. And on the other hand, some people believe that their inner critic motivates them, that it's their, it's their motivator. It's like their drill sergeant telling them to do better, telling them to be better. And I have written about that because I think that is BS. You can go to the show notes and there's a link in there where I talk about that. And in my second book, I, I, I did touch on that. You know, if you think your inner critic is your inner motivator, I have words about that, but your intuition is your internal best friend, your inherent fairy godmother, if you will. And just as I close up this particular episode, like I mentioned before in the beginning, sometimes our intuition gets murky. And really this happens to people. I think it happens to all people, but I see it more often in people that are new to trying to decipher the two. So please be gentle with yourself. Have some self-compassion as you try to hone this skill and just kind of, I mean, I don't want to say it's like black or white, but one tip is that a red flag is a red flag. If you hear yourself thinking, this just doesn't seem right, then it isn't. We often overanalyze and think our way out of what our intuition is trying to tell us, make excuses, when in reality, our intuitional voice is plain and simple. No over-explaining, no justifying, it just spells it out for us. 
So again, if you have a particular topic that you would like me to riff on, that you would like me to create a podcast episode slash blog post just on that topic for you, head on over to patreon.com slash YKAL, become a patron, and you can submit your topics for the podcast. And thank you for staying with me. Of course, I value your time so much. and I'm so incredibly grateful that you spend it with me. And until next time, ass kickers, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.